Welcome to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. I'm your host, Estelle Petroquin, mindset and success coach who specializes in helping ambitious women create more impact, income, and freedom in their career and life. If you feel stuck in your nine to five and you know you are meant for more, you've come to the right place. I went from being an unfulfilled corporate employee living for the weekend and dreading Mondays to building my dream business, helping other women overcome self-doubt so they too can manifest their own version of success. Let's dive in. Hey guys, I am back from my summer break in Europe and oh my God, it was absolutely amazing. So, so good that I have to admit getting back to my routine this week feels a little bit overwhelming. Um, but I'm also really excited because my business is evolving as I've decided to revamp my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, the Female Success Formula. I will tell you more about it in a second, but first I just want to say how incredibly grateful and proud I am for having created this kind of lifestyle. Uh, one where I can disconnect for an entire month and spend quality time with my loved ones. Because as some of you may know, I live in Ecuador with my husband. Um, he's from here, his family's here, but my family and my childhood friends are all in Europe. And so at times it, it gets hard, you know, sometimes I, I wish I had them closer to me. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm just really happy I could take all of this vacation to be with them and spend that quality time with them. So in July, um, I went to Lille in the north of France to celebrate one of my best friend's 30th birthday. Uh, then I also stayed at my parents' beach house in the village where we got married last year. So obviously it brought back so many good memories. I also was in Paris for a few days and then I left for Bordeaux for another friend's bachelorette weekend. Um, I hadn't laughed as much in so, so long, you guys. You know that feeling of like falling back into teenage years because you're with your friends from school. Like, <laughs> I'm sure you know what I mean. And after that weekend, I flew to Madrid to join my husband for our two-week honeymoon slash one-year anniversary trip around the Basque country, which is in the southwest of France and the northwest of Spain. And we had delicious food, delicious wine every single day. And I fell in love with San Sebastian. Um, it's a small city in Spain. It's, it's very close to the French border and it's at the seaside. Um, and I think it's where I want to live next. And I'm serious, guys. Watch me. <laughs> um, and what else? Yeah, we also went to my friend's wedding, of course. The one, we, the one I, I went to... Uh, uh, celebrate her bachelorette in Bordeaux. So we were, yeah, we did that during our trip as well. So yeah, it was quite a lot. And this is why you haven't heard from me in a hot minute. Um, but taking a real break allows us to take distance and to integrate all of our learnings and celebrate our achievements, which led me to this big realization. I want to help aspiring and new female entrepreneurs through my coaching. I have been focusing on career fulfillment, career success, uh, holistic success for about two years now and help many incredible women transition careers. Um, but one thing I'm more and more certain about is that building your own business is the best way to create impact, income and freedom 
in your career and life. And to me, that's what success and fulfillment means. It's, it's those three kind of themes, right, that, that we're looking for. At least that's what I'm looking for when I say career, fulfillment, and success. And so breaking free from my nine to five lifestyle um, a few years ago has been the absolute best decision I've made in my life, apart from marrying Andy, of course. And I'm on a mission to empower other women to become their own boss and to live the life they truly want. And careful here, I'm not saying that entrepreneurship is for everyone, um, but if you have that desire, then it's meant for you. And what better way to inspire you than sharing my own story with you? Okay, and so right before we dive in, let me just share with you this testimonial from a current one-on-one -on -one coaching client. Um, so she says, I decided to work working with I decided to start working with Estelle because I was feeling stuck professionally and wanted to become a better leader. Through our sessions, she helped me to gain new insights into my behavior and thinking patterns that affected me both personally and professionally, as well as gain clarity on my goals, how they will benefit me in all areas of my life, and how I will measure success. Most importantly, she helped me to find self-compassion. Estelle's approach really resonated with me. She is a no nonsense, no judgment. She challenged me and my biases. She was not there to tell me what I wanted to hear, but rather what I needed to hear. She pushed me out of my comfort zone, always with my consent, and introduced me to new practices, which are evidence-based that will help me and my success journey. So within my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, the Female Success Formula, I guide my clients through the process of overcoming self-doubt and self-sabotage so that they stop holding back from taking bold action and creating their own version of success. We have uh, three monthly calls. You get unlimited WhatsApp support between the sessions and also access to my 12-week uh, female success formula curriculum uh, with trainings and exercises that support your growth and transformation. So if you'd like to learn more about one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can either book a free call with me via the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram at yourcoachestelle. Okay, so let's, let's start this story now. Um, there are three parts to my story and the first one takes us back to my childhood because that's where everything begins always, right? Um, and my early adult years, which were my people-pleasing era, let's say. So you might be surprised to know that I was a very shy little girl with a lot of insecurities around my looks, around my difference, because um, I was born French and German, so I had this like double culture, double nationality growing up, so I was different. And I wasn't the skinny athletic girl who could wear crop tops and baggy jeans. My mom would give me like the most traditional kind of clothes and, and so yeah, I wasn't that trendy, cool girl, uh, skinny girl. And obviously I was weird because I spoke German, which made me a Nazi as well. Yeah, I mean, kids are mean, right? Um, and so that was at school and at home I would witness a lot of conflict between my parents and my big brother because uh, he was going through his rebellious teen years and so I wouldn't get so much attention. I would observe that. I, 
I rapidly internalized that in order to be accepted and loved, I needed to be uh, pretty and to have good grades, right? That's how I would get attention from people in my school, from my parents, from my family. And so in my teenage years, I did everything I could to please everyone around me, whether it was my teachers, my parents, my friends, uh, later on my boyfriends as well. And I became extremely good at understanding their expectations and meeting them. And I would get frequent boosts of external validation for it. I really thought I had understood the secret to happiness. You know, I kind of thought that I was uh, Serena van der Hudson or whatever her name is in Gossip Girl. <laughs> but things became trickier once I graduated from high school and needed to make my own decisions for the future. I had been conditioned to think that success and respect comes from climbing the corporate ladder, right? Like going to the, the, a good university and then climbing the corporate ladder. Or should I say the organizational ladder if you work in the public sector? Uh, since I chose to study politics in London, um, a course that was highly admired. Um, so deep down, I knew I had an interest in studying psychology instead, but no one in my surroundings uh, would talk about this kind of career path with much respect, right? Like mental health wasn't a thing back in the 90s and the 2000s. So out of my need to impress, I went for something I knew I had the capacity to do intellectually, but didn't truly interest me, AKA politics. And so at 21, during my first internship and corporate experience in Germany, I developed an eating disorder. Um, I would only eat non-processed and low-calorie foods. I would go around four times a week. I lost a lot of weight, I think around 10 kilos back then, and I became obsessed with being skinny. And after a year, I started eating more again, but I would punish myself with hours and hours of cardio. I compare myself to girls I had never seen on social media. Guilty, and I, I think I'm not the only one. And I and feel like I would never be pretty enough. And a few years later, when I graduated from King's College London, I still had no clear idea of what I wanted out of my career. So I accepted a recruitment manager job at a consultancy firm in Paris. And this job was the first opportunity that was given to me. The pay was good um, for an entry job, you know, and the company seemed legit. But very quickly, I felt disillusioned. I had done everything right, yet I felt stuck in this unfulfilling routine and experienced anxiety on an everyday basis especially while commuting in the morning. On that train, I, I, my stomach would hurt so much, it was horrible. And during meetings, I would ask myself, what the F am I even doing here? <laughs> um, I'm sure you can relate as well. And when my manager would tell me to stay longer in the office because everyone else leaves after 7.30 p.m. and that's how, how things are, even though I was done with my tasks, I would feel controlled by a system that didn't make sense to me. It just didn't make sense to me. And another thing I observed was like a lot of people would gossip about each other, yet spend even more time together during afterworks. Like it was clearly toxic. So I just felt like I was playing a role. Uh, like I had to be a sort of 
robot on autopilot and I couldn't ever really be myself. Um, I wanted out as soon as possible. As time went by and it became more and more clear that the corporate lifestyle wasn't for me, I decided to quit my job, take my savings, I think it was about 6K at the time, uh, in euros, and travel to South America. Now, this was quite a reckless decision uh, since I had no plan of, of what I was going to do with my life, but at that point, all I wanted was freedom. I just felt so liberated when I, I left my job, when I was on that plane towards uh, Chile first. And yeah, that's uh, leading me to the second part of my story, which was my procrastination era. Um, but before diving into that, I just want to highlight the lessons I have learned from my corporate years uh, and even, you know, the years before that, like all that people-pleasing era. I know that, um, you know, many of my listeners, followers and clients are stuck in similar scenarios. You've been so worried about pleasing others, whatever that looked like, where you come from, uh, that you have forgotten what really matters to you. And you feel frustrated because you did what you were taught would lead you to success and happiness, only to be disillusioned, to be disappointed and left without direction. And I get you and you're not alone, but please don't wait until you burn out or do something reckless like me <laughs> to step out of this, this situation. It's not because things are not that bad that you're supposed to settle and just accept that this is your destiny. Because deep down, if you are not satisfied and constantly feel like you're playing this role, you will at some point or another suffer the, the consequences. Whether it's in your health, um, physically, mentally, whether it's in your relationships, uh, professional and personal, whether it's in your career development, the opportunities you're gonna get and your overall well-being. Also, just to state the obvious, gaining worthiness and happiness through external validation is not a sustainable or effective strategy. It's not a vibe, okay? It doesn't work in the long term. It's not fulfilling and it's extremely fragile. Stop letting other people's opinions influence you and dictate the way you live your life. Okay. So my first months in Chile and then in Ecuador were incredible. I discovered so many new places, met inspiring people. I learned a new language, Spanish, of course. And after six months, more or less, I knew I didn't want to go back to my old life. But my savings were almost depleted and I had to find a way to keep my freedom while making an income. And for the first time in my life, I opened up to the idea of entrepreneurship. I had met several people in Ecuador who had started their own businesses, even though they were under 30, and I thought, if they did it, why not me? So when the first seemingly good opportunity came around uh, to do business, which was to export chocolate from Ecuador to Europe, I thought I had found the solution to my problems in relation to my career fulfillment and success, right? So I could stay abroad, I have um, a flexible schedule, I can be my own boss, and I can make a lot of money. Where do I sign up? <laughs> Except you guessed it, 
entrepreneurship requires a lot of commitment and work. And this is why I said that at the start. It's not for everyone. Growing a business demands so much more from you than any job. Its success entirely depends on you. And looking back, I can clearly see why this was never going to work, that expert business, right? Because I wasn't interested enough in chocolate or in expert, even though I love chocolate, um, <laughs> I love eating it, but I wasn't that passionate about it. I liked that intrinsic motivation because the path I was on didn't have real meaning to me. I felt stuck and disappointed in myself. I had you know, founded the company, uh, I had the providers, I had everything, yet to find clients, that's where I, I just got stuck. And I even started believing that I wasn't smart or capable enough to ever be successful in my career. I increasingly doubted myself and felt confused, embarrassed, um, and hopeless. So I self-sabotaged by going out, partying, and procrastinating. At night, I was a cooked-up social butterfly, dancing the night away, making myself believe I was having so much fun and I could escape from my responsibilities. But during the day, I would beat myself up, be tired, and lay on the couch to snack and watch reality TV for hours. I think this was... This was probably one of the worst phase of my life. That's when I, I really um, reached the rabbit hole. And it went on for months until I got so tired of my own shit that I decided to make big changes again. But this time I was going to follow my desires. No more people pleasing, no more partying, no more procrastinating. This is the moment I took full responsibility for my life. I finally asked myself, what do you really want? How do you want to spend your days? Who do you want to help? What feels natural to you? I was determined to do something meaningful out of my life, to be fulfilled and to live up to my ambitions not in order to gain external validation, but to have a positive impact in the world and become the best version of myself. Because that was the missing piece to my definition of career fulfillment, impact. As you can see, I went from working nine to five for an income to traveling and becoming an entrepreneur while seeking freedom to finally finding a career path that allowed me to have all three, an impact, income, and freedom. I wanted to truly excel at something, to become an expert, a leader in my field, someone who had a bigger outreach related to my values, my interests, and my strengths. And it's when the pandemic hit in 2020 that I gave myself permission to enroll into a coaching certification course and start this new aligned and rewarding journey towards my own version of success. The story doesn't end here, obviously. This was only the beginning. <laughs> um, but this is the third part of my story, my perfectionist era. Knowing what I wanted out of my career then mean it would be easy to create. Okay, it was a massive relief like to finally do something I wanted to do and go after something I wanted. Um, 
And yes, I had a vision, finally, you know, and a burning desire to manifest it. But I also had a lot of self-doubt, a lot of fears. Is my offer good enough? Am I going to be a good coach? Do I know enough? Is my knowledge valuable? Why would someone want to pay me? What if they found out I have no experience? What if they find out I procrastinated for months before becoming a coach? What will people think of me when I post content online? How would they feel when they know that I was reckless and just left my nine to five without a plan, right? Like all of these questions, all of these negative thoughts I had about myself and what was going to happen, how others were going to think of me. All that self-doubt I had accumulated from past negative experiences and years of discounting myself and trusting everyone more than myself. The thing is, starting your own business and even more so I think if it's service-based because it's it's really about you about your knowledge you know um, putting your own work out there and marketing it online and in person and selling it um, requires a huge mindset shift that I wasn't ready for you know I was so used to doing things like people expected from me, like being inside of structures, whether it was in academics and then in the corporate life. You know, I, I just, there was like this plan and the goals and everything was defined for me. And now, you know, I suddenly became 100% responsible for my results. You can't think like an employee anymore. You need to think like a CEO. Someone who is able to lead herself, who believes in her value as a person and as a professional, who can hear a hundred no's before getting a yes, who takes failure as feedback, who becomes resourceful in the face of problems, who has trust in herself and the universe to make her dream happen. The universe or God or whatever you believe in, right? And to become that person, I had to rewire my entire belief system, all my past conditioning, all the myths I had never questioned about what success meant, all the bullshit stories I would tell myself about who I was and what I was capable of. I had to identify them so I could release them. And when I say release them, Often, you know, a simple reframing of a situation can really help you see things differently and um, observe, you know, your, your past, even your mistakes with more compassion. But sometimes it's also really um, about healing trauma, right? Like that deeper shadow work, um, the things you feel a lot of shame or guilt around. Um, that are maybe more personal. For that, for me to release those, it was, it was not just like working on my beliefs, it was also just, you know, letting myself um, talk about it and see a therapist. So I'm, I'm saying this because I think um, sometimes it's, it's good to, yeah, of course, work with a coach if you want to achieve a specific goal. But at the same time, like, 
if if there is trauma inside of you, things that you know you haven't released yet, energetically speaking, and they're holding you back because you're living with that shame and guilt, and it's not not something you can easily talk about to anyone, then I highly recommend you go see a therapist. Okay, so just going back to to those limiting beliefs. Um, once you identify them, once I, I, yeah, once I did that, what I, once I could release them and replace them with new beliefs that actually aligned with my goals and my values and the things and my desires, um, this is what allowed me to create my own coaching method, program, um, to show up confidently online, to sell my services, and today I have made more money with my business than my nine to five. And I'm so happy I can say that. I have the most flexible schedule, as you heard from you know, this past month, <laughs> this amazing summer break I had. And most importantly, I fulfill my purpose of empowering women every single day. And I get to do that in the most creative way, in a way where I have full autonomy, um, and it's, it's incredibly fulfilling. Your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions influence your actions, does your results. It's probably something I've said before in this podcast, but I will repeat it again and again and again until you really understand, grasp the importance of this sentence. Let me read it again. Your thoughts create your emotions and your emotions influence your actions, does your results, okay? So if you have shitty thoughts about yourself, if you don't feel worthy of, of what you desire, if you don't think it's possible or accessible or available to you, it will be very, very hard for you to manifest it, to attract it, to create it. This is why I'm so passionate about the inner work, the mindset work, the subconscious reprogramming that I'm certified in because I studied um, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, right? And, and the identity work as well. The identity work is basically saying, okay, I'm, who it, what is the version of me that is achieving those goals that I want? And how can I embody this version of me? in her thoughts, in her actions, in her energy, in the way she shows up. This is the main thing we focus on with my clients. I give them the tools to unleash the power that's within them. The one they didn't even think they had because it was hidden underneath all the negative thoughts that had been holding them back. It's what I teach my clients within the female success formula so they can gain clarity on their own needs, their desires, and their gifts, their purpose, to set goals accordingly, clear goals, specific goals, and plan, have you know, a, a strategic action plan that aligns with that. And that way they can also feel confident to go after their dreams and take bold action and you know, do whatever is necessary to grow their business from the creating part to the marketing to the selling and obviously the, the execution. And they can stay consistent in the face of challenges and setbacks. 
And you know, I still practice, practice this myself. Whenever I journal, um, whenever I talk to my coach, whenever I practice emotional freedom technique, which is basically tapping on certain points, meridian points on your body while saying affirmations, that's mindset work. Because new levels bring new devils. So every time I make changes, every time I level up once more, I need to be careful of the faults I have. Because you're always going to have, whenever you make changes, whenever you're going to grow, you're going to have fears. But when you are clear, when you're confident, and when you are consistent, because you have the mindset of an entrepreneur, of a leader, your success is inevitable. And you can expect me to dive deeper into specific fears or limiting beliefs I've overcome or my clients have overcome in my entrepreneurial journey in the next episodes as this podcast is evolving into a safe space for female business owners to feel seen, understood, and supported. And in the meantime, feel free to DM me via Instagram at yourcoachestelle with your questions. Um, or, you know, if you want to talk about anything I mentioned in this podcast, feel free to do so. As you already know, I always reply. And if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with someone. It could help or leave a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. See you next week, my loves. Thanks for listening to the From Self-Doubt to Success podcast. Head to the show notes to book your free consultation call and learn more about my one-on-one coaching program, The Female Success Formula, and how I can help you design your dream career and life. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed this episode so that more women like you can find it and benefit from it. Take care, sending you love and light always.